0: Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.
1: Hello, I'm Phil Dobby. Welcome to the Debunking Economics podcast. Professor Steve Keen will join me in just a moment to talk about corporate tax. Is it a fake tax? Donald Trump seems to have it in his sights. He's talked about massively reducing taxes on business. But maybe there's a question as to whether you should tax businesses at all. So let's have a look at corporate tax. Why do we have it? And could it be done better with Steve Keen? It's in the news now, of course, because of Donald Trump talking about a border tax which uh, some are saying is nothing more than protectionism, but is it really? And, of course, as we're hearing over the last day or two now, Lord Tebbit is saying Britain, perhaps, should do the same. But you know what? I'm not sure it is the same as protectionism, Uh, but first let's have a look at how companies are taxed. Uh, Steve, your views, first of all as to whether corporate tax is actually an efficient form of taxation, as it currently stands. Well, it's an available form of taxation,
0: and this is the real, yeah. the real danger, because um, the, the one point I want to get uh, right from the outset is people think if the government gets, doesn't get tax revenue, then they can't spend. And <clears throat> that is, I've got to think of an analogy that makes sense of this. If banks don't get repaid, they can't lend. Yeah. Now, that's a fallacy, okay, because banks' capacity to lend is not affected by uh, re-lending what they've got in the way of deposits. It's something which comes out of their capacity to lever up their equity. And yes, OK, if they have more outstanding loans and they've got less potentially less capacity to lever up the equity they've got, but it doesn't prevent them having the capacity to lend money in the first place. Same thing applies with tax. The government, uh, if, if the government has a spending plan that involves spending, say, um, 3% more than tax revenue, and therefore they've got to issue bonds for it, as soon as they issue... The the bonds, they start spending the money because the treasury, the the, the, the central bank, uh, even those bonds are supposed to be sold to the public to raise the money to finance the government spending, etc., etc. The central bank knows that if they don't sell enough of those bonds in the pub, public, public to the uh, public, I hate the way public and private to get confused in that language. By the way, by the public now we mean the private sector. <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: It is the, confusing. The, it's the, like public, the, the, qu- the, the, public school and private school. Which one did he go right, to? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: But anyway, we meet by the way. We mean to sell it to people who are not government. Uh, now, if there's not sufficient purchases made, then the central bank's role is underwriting and buys, it goes into open, open market operations and buys them until such times those bonds are sold. Right. And of course, normally, because people are looking for, particularly looking for safe havens these days, as they call them, the government bonds, 100% of it is subscribed and sold. Now, if you and I tried to spend by issuing bonds, and then as soon as we've issued the bonds, try to spend the money, uh-uh, not allowed. Yeah. Okay? yeah. okay. Now, so in that case, the government doesn't need tax revenue to enable its spending to happen. And the best perspective that I've seen put on the role of taxation doesn't come out of big groups like the modern monetary theory crowd so much as out of a, <laughs> of a good mate of mine actually over here in England, George Cooper, who was a physicist and worked as a, a trader for Goldman Sachs and is now establishing a a, a private equity firm called Equitain and wrote a, a book uh, originally called Bloods, uh, Blood, Money and Revolution. Uh, which was a fairly aggressively chosen set of title it had nothing to do with, uh, revolution. I meant the, re- the revolving nature of blood inside uh, the circulatory system of a human body. Uh, but it sold very well and it's putting a physicist's perspective together. And what he argued was happening courtesy of taxation is that it stops money accumulating. Uh, and therefore stops the uh, enables the money to continue circulating and maintain right. e- economic activity. Now, of course, what's happened with tax is that individuals like you and me can't easily evade the damn thing, even when it shouldn't be levied. I'll talk about that later if you like. Um, but, uh, but companies can locate their so-called offices in the Cayman Islands, and I have visited the offices of News Limited, General Electric, and about 30 or 40 other companies. It was a one-storey building, uh, actually maybe two storeys. I'm so surprised I- it's
1: so large, I just thought it might be a set. Office somewhere, well they, right?
0: they 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 needed enough room for all the plaques they had on the base on the on the ground floor level. I mean it, it's a total fiction. And like I think in News Limited at one stage I think eighty or ninety percent of its profits were declared in the Cayman Island. The building was empty. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, now, this, this, this is the sort of thing companies can do. Uh, and well, then tax on that, the income
1: side. Exactly. That, yeah. Well, that is entirely because corporate tax, in theory, uh, is applied where the profit is made. And the question is, where mm-hmm. is the profit made? Is it, is it where the factory is? We say, no, that's mm-hmm. just where we make stuff. Is it where stuff is sold? Uh, and you're saying, no, that's just where the, 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 stuff is sold. I mean, you've got multiple choices, haven't you? And, and obviously companies will always say, well, yeah, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to go, uh, we're going to go wherever the corporate Tax is lowest, given that we've got if, this spurious definition of wherever the profit is generated.
0: And that's because accounting can do wonderful things, and so can uh, uh, and so can the way you count uh, you count costs in turn. I think I've mentioned once before. Uh, A friend of mine has said that uh, he made a telephone call to inquire about code issues and and some software that he was co-developing with somebody, with an American corporation while based in Sydney and they got a $10,000 bill for the telephone call. And that was just a nice way of transferring the money from Australia where there's a high corporate tax to America where it was lower. (laughs) So you've, you've got this capacity because companies span countries whereas countries do not span countries. Except for a little place called America, which has a military base, but it's not worth talking about that. Um, and Russia, yeah. um, then, then that's that's capacity to, to operate in numerous jurisdictions and take advantage of the tax, the difference tax laws between them, uh, means that they have really minimised the extent to which they're relocating that money back to the, the the source of origin, and that's part of why we're seeing declining economic activity. Right. So it comes back to saying, well, how do we make tax part of part of uh, government policy? about maintaining as much economic activity as we can uh, in our own country and globally – uh, then yes, the answer is the, the way we're doing it right now it lets the corporations off the hook and means that the the recirculation effect doesn't occur. The gap between government spending and and uh, taxation, which I believe should be there, gets bigger than it should be and then what happens is the tax rates are put up on the middle class and people who can't get away from it and you start getting people complaining about the government Is it? when it's actually the corporations causing it.
1: Right, well there we are. So isn't corporate tax in fact really just another form of, because uh, I mean on w- on the one level, you could just say, well, let's just get rid of corporate tax because we have income tax, and let's just tax, because it, uh-huh. at the end of the day, it's all just about taxing people, and maybe the argument for corporate tax is, well, it's just a way of ensuring that we're, we're taxing profits that are made by businesses, uh, for which the major beneficiaries are, p- are probably fairly rich people. Uh, so isn't it really uh-huh. sort of like a, a proxy for, for income tax, and if we were happy that income tax worked efficiently, maybe we wouldn't need a corporate tax at all. We just uh, taxed <laughs> yeah, but this, income but this, this, and earners this, this, more. <clears throat>
0: Yeah, but the same thing applies with income tax.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, easily avoided, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: when you're wealthy. Yeah. Um, and, and and this is where I think uh, the, the suggestions that you've you've noted there have a certain appeal to them because if you say that you, if you say it's where you, the, the taxes are paid by the company, where the where the profits uh, where the sales are generated. Yeah. And this is partly what's being suggested by Trump. Uh, and he's not going to tax the the goods. Uh, the the price of the goods going up, but you know the companies that are doing the re-importing, they've, they've got they've got their uh, information on the on the uh, trade ledger, um, and it would be feasible to do it that way, and it simply means it's harder to evade, and in that sense, I think it's a sensible
1: reform. Yeah. So, but isn't it? Doesn't it then become a bit like GST? I mean, it's uh, you know, and and some people have said, well, Donald Trump's a little bit confused because he's he's made the comment that uh, you know that there's goods that are made in in America, which are then, for example, sent to uh, to Mexico or near uh-huh. neighbours, uh-huh. and then they slam a uh, slam a tax on it in the form of a GST or value added tax, a general sales tax, uh, uh-huh. whatever you call it, a, a tax on the sale. Uh, and he said, that's unfair because we don't do that for goods in in, in America. But of course, you know, those countries like the UK where there's a 20% VAT, it doesn't matter whether the goods imported or made here, that, that VAT applies. But, of course, that's paid for by the consumer. If you are saying, well, okay, let's have a corporate tax where uh, we tax based on consumption, where it's consumed, it's a bit like a GST or a VAT that's being paid for by the company, isn't it? Well, in a sense, it's based on sales, yeah. uh, and then in that sense, yes, it is. But
0: the difference, of course, is not being based on the income of the consumer. It's not taking money out of the income of the consumer. It's taking money out of the income of the, of the transactions generated by the firm and saying, well, we're not – I just like the idea of, of something that it's very difficult for corporations to evade. They can't declare profits – and tell their shareholders what they got in, in one document while having another one saying, we made no transactions at all in this country last year. Gee, how did that happen? Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's much harder to evade. And, uh, and what you've got to think about when, you, when you're dealing with individuals, we're just stuck. I mean, we, we've got the little uh, uh, taxation agent down the road who normally, to our great loss, is extremely honest about implying law, even if the law is crazy. Uh, but with, uh, you, you, with the levels of uh, of accounting advice that the major corporations and rich individuals can pay for, any loophole we can find is there and If you have to get a second or third citizenship in a little place called uh, you know, St Albans or the Cayman Islands and so on we 'll we'll manage that and you know yeah. and, and on yeah. it goes so it's it nice. 's it's, it's, it's easily available it 's very hard to evade a record, a record of the number of transactions you um, you generate, particularly, of course, you can have multiple sources of that. You've got the actual; uh, uh, you know, everything goes through retail and the wholesaling. So, uh, it's just not possible to claim it didn't happen.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure Saint Albans is a tax haven. Saint Lucia maybe, but Saint maybe there we should make, maybe maybe we should make you know. Saint Albans. That would help the uh, the Hertfordshire economy, that's for sure. Uh, so, uh, so okay, so it's not a bad idea. Does it do it? Uh, is it necessary though? Does it do a job? Is it if we had well, that? Um, does it? Because uh, uh, your your whole idea about the the whole point of. Uh, of, of taxation is to stop money sort of uh, aggregate well, well I, I guess you know it's that that idea of it's almost like you're describing like a heart valve isn't it so that the blood keeps on pumping around does That's it
0: fundamentally george's analogy and i think it's a
1: good one does it does it achieve that would it achieve that
0: yeah, it, it would achieve that because for a start at the moment we know corporations are evading a substantial part of the tax they should be paying by locating themselves in into foreign tax havens and declaring the profits there rather than domestically. So if you actually had um, the taxation, uh, and what it means of course that accumulating is passed on to the, to the, well actually probably the, the corporate managers as much as the owners, we know what happens to major corporations these days, um, but that that would mean that it would be circulated back into the general tax revenue. And we, we said, therefore, the burden imposed on us as middle class consumers would be smaller, uh, and you'd have, you'd have more of that money circulating inside the economy in which it was generated. So it would, it would be, the whole idea would be to increase the rate of circulation of money.
1: Right. In fact, you could just replace GST, couldn't you? Could you, you could just say, well, we don't need a consumption tax where the consumer pays. We mm-hmm. just need a consumption tax, uh, based on the sales that the, the corporation pays.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the corporations might
1: complain about the level of that.
0: They're saying you're putting a tax on transactions rather than a tax on income, so it can't be the same high level and that's true, and you'd have to fine-tune it and so on, but it would be, basically you'd have it there and say, well, look, if you guys weren't evading tax or income tax, we wouldn't need to think about this, would we?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. we, we, have, we have this whole thing about tax competition now, don't we? And in fact, to Theresa May, one of her first reactions when she was, and she sounded a bit desperate to me when she you know, she, mm. she was talking about, well, what's Britain's future going to be uh, once we're out of Europe? She was, you know, saying, well, maybe we could be we become a, a low-tax centre, you know, a tax haven, uh, which is just crazy thinking, isn't it? Because uh, uh, for, a country,
0: for, a, for a country of the scale of England, yes, and that's what Ireland has largely done. Yeah, uh, But, you know, you, you, you're talking but, you know, 15 times the population. It's a bit hard to get away with.
1: But, I mean, if you, um, if you have uh, – you're always going to have that problem where if it's taxed based on where the profit is, then you're always going to have this tax competition around the world. Mm. If you have this sort of approach – and you tax heavily, then a company can make its choice. Uh, what's that country worth? It's not worth operating in that country because the because uh, the tax is too high. Or you uh-huh. say, well, it's a big market, there's lots of people there, I need to reach that market, I'm going to have to pay uh-huh. heavily to, to reach them. But it's still fundamentally going to be worth my while. So we're going to yeah. operate there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I don't think you have countries deciding not to operate in, operate in England because of a transaction tax level. Yeah. Uh, it's just small markets maybe. But In, in that case,
1: it reverses the power. <laughs> It absolutely reverses the power mm. completely, mm. and uh, and and puts more power into the uh, uh, to to the country's administration. So, can but can it be done unilaterally? Could Donald Trump do it, and the rest of the world? Well, would the rest of the world then have to follow? I wonder. I think don't think he could do it,
0: and probably quite quite possibly will, mm. right? because if he imposed this tax on the companies that are bringing the goods back in which is his idea, then you're not actually imposing it on the consumers. You're taking profit out of the. The whole thing is that the relocation of production has been done to boost profit and boost returns to top managers versus workers as well. And if this happens, then it suddenly doesn't boost those profits anymore. Uh, so it is. it can be effective in that manner. And then the America can do virtually anything unilaterally because even though they're complaining about trade, et cetera, et cetera, they're still the world's most self-contained economy. So they can they can do it at sort of global experimental level, and once they've done it there, then of course it's quite possible for companies, for countries elsewhere, to say, well, we'll copy that idea.
1: Yeah, of which is, uh, the UK might actually uh-huh. be one of the first, given uh, there's, there's, there's so much turmoil in there uh, in, in 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 terms of UK's future currently that you know maybe may the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, an interesting one. And and, and Donald Trump does have some good ideas. I mean, the guy's an idiot. I mean, he's an egotistical maniac. He uh, miscommunicates profusely. But underneath it all, if you dig down and do himself a bit of a favor, there's some good ideas lying there.
0: There are some good ideas, but mainly because the, the conventional ideas are so crazy. Uh, you know, when you look at them and think of things like free trade and so on, the actual the intellectual foundation is is, is rotten. And uh, the one thing advantage of, of Trump, political correctness has never been part of his vocabulary. So when he comes out and says the mainstream
1: is nonsense, he's quite often going to be right. Yeah, it's just the way he says it that might lose him points, perhaps. But uh, on this one, well, he could be right on this, couldn't he? A corporate tax that taxes on consumption rather than and potentially a replacement to sales taxes like VAT or GST that the consumer pays. Well, if you're listening to this for the first time, this is one of many podcasts uh, between myself and Professor Steve Keane. Uh, Steve, of course, is the author of the book, Debunking Economics. And in these podcasts, we question some of the fundamentals of economics and try and understand the way things really work. If you'd like to help fund the podcast and Steve's work, then subscribe. Uh, This edition is free, but many are available to paying subscribers, and we add one or two more each week. To subscribe, choose a monthly or yearly plan in the right column of the main website. It's not on the mobile app. You have to go to the website at debunkingeconomics.com. We hope you can join us, and thanks for listening to the Debunking Economics podcast. I'm Phil Dobby. See you soon.